0: How many of you remember the song, Was It a Day Like Today? Was it a morning like, what is it? it was, a morning like this. was it a morning like this? It's so interesting, the timing of the Holy Spirit. We started this series of Jesus' I Am statements in which, in these statements, he declares His true identity as the living son of God. The incarnate son of God as the son of man. And he declares his mission or his purpose. For having been sent to this world. For the salvation of God's people. And he also declares how he is going to save us. And he also declares The final result. All of that is in these I am statements. They're all wrapped up together. And the meaning of all of that is in each one of these I am statements. Correct? And so when we began the series, we didn't plan any particular, we're going to talk about this on this date, whatever. No, we just started moving along as the Lord gave us direction. And then, remember, Nick Missiles taught I am the bread of life. And then last two weeks, Todd talked about, I am the, the door. I am the good shepherd. You remember that. Thank you, Todd, for that. Thank you so much. And so this morning, I return. And this morning, we're talking from John 11, where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, how can anybody plan that we would be talking about the resurrection on this morning? Amen? Is God good? So let's go into Jesus' fifth I am statement. Father, Father. as we talk about this event, this proclamation of this man, Father, the enormity of not only the event itself, but the enormity of the meaning overwhelms us. Father, we ask that in the next few weeks, you will be sharing with us some of the details and the content of the resurrection that you want us to know so first of all holy spirit we thank you for ministering we thank you for opening our hearts and our minds to the truth of who jesus is while they continue to minister to us this morning both at this time and in the service to come. In Jesus' name, amen. So you remember the context in which Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. It is the very darkest moment for a family. For this brother and sister, uh, these two sisters, who are they? Martha and Mary. It's the darkest moment perhaps they have ever experienced up to that time. The death of their brother. Now, how many of us in here have experienced the death of someone very close to us? And so... Can we, when we read the Bible, when we read the actual historical events that occurred in other people's lives, can we be very careful not just to read them, read through it, but can we, as we read Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our souls. Because you see, the Word of God is just not information, which it is. But it is information about a God who wants to flood our hearts and our minds, our souls, our souls, with His own presence with his love, with his fellowship. Amen? And part of that flooding is our experiencing not only what he says in these words, but in the communication of himself to our souls. As we read his word, do you remember what it was like when that person or persons so close to you died? Do you remember what it was like? Now, whether the person was saved or not is not the point at this time, but it was. A reality that the relationship, the fellowship, the physical seeing, listening, eating together, laughing together, arguing together, Anton, it's over forever. That person is gone forever. Do you remember how you felt? Remember that. And so when we come to John chapter 11, remember Jesus gets a communique. They're out near Bethany, which is a little suburb, if you would, of Bethlehem. I mean, uh, of Jerusalem. And he gets a communique. One of the servants from the house of Lazarus comes into the campfire area where Jesus and the disciples are having dinner or sitting together or speaking or sharing together. And this servant brings A message of great concern, Ana Maria. What does he say? Jesus, your friend, Lazarus, this man whom you love, is about to die. We need your help because we have seen what you have done with others. We have seen you open eyes of the blind. We have experienced you taking a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread and breaking them and feeding All these people. We've seen that, A.J. We've seen the power that you have. We've heard your words. And not only, Mike, have we heard your words, but, Ray, we have experienced your words that we've heard. We know who you are. In a limited sense, but we know you're not just an average man, another prophet, Steve. We know that. We know, Jesus, that you are a very special man sent to us, given to us by God. We don't understand all of that means, Carolyn. But we know that. Listen to the hope that is in this man that is being sent to Jesus concerning Jesus' good friend, Lazarus. You see, Linda, we need to not only listen to the word, but some way allow the word and ask the Holy Spirit for that living word to be In us, in a real, real sense. You hear all this? Do you hear all this? If there's any hope, Jesus, we know that you're the only hope. The doctors couldn't do it. There's no hope without you. Will you come? And interestingly, you may have the text in front of you. Interesting. Look at verse 5. The Bible says this. Now, Jesus loved Martha and Mary, her sister and Lazarus. He loved them. And so what do you expect? Because Jesus loves them. Phyllis, what would you expect? Jesus loves them. Please come to to see my mother who's in the hospital dying. You go to the pastor and you ask him or you go to the elders or you go to your close friend in a covenant group. My mother's dying. My brother's dying. Would you come, Ron? Would you come? So what do you do, Ron? You normally do what? You get up and you get over there. But that, as they say, don't happen here. See, Jesus has already told them this illness has one purpose. This event of death Jesus knows this man is going to die, Mary. He knows it. He doesn't find out about it four days later. He knows it already. This illness, this is going to result in Lazarus' death. Now, Donnie, as a man who has a zeal for the word of God, Wouldn't you jump up, get in your car, and get to the hospital, to the ICU, to pray for this person's loved one as quickly as you could, correct? Are we with me today? But look what's happening. I may not get my notes done today. But look what's happening. We are not wrong to have a zeal to minister. Jesus' zeal is to minister. Remember John 2, 17, zeal for thy house hath consumed me. Remember when he was cleansing the temple. No man has a zeal for ministry, but a zeal unto what purpose? A zeal unto what purpose, Todd? For the glory of God. That's his zeal. And because of that, Jesus' only decision whether or not to minister has essentially and primarily nothing to do with this man's condition. But the primary emphasis for Jesus is what, Shane, I must hear. My father's voice. I must not act out of the even my deep desire to minister to this man. I think there's a lesson here for all of us, isn't it? I have to remember it regularly, daily, moment by moment. So Jesus loves Lazarus. So, Anthony, what does he do? They hang around the campfire for another couple of days, for goodness sakes. Now, come on. Come on, let's think about it. You've just called the pastor, the elder, the covenant group leader, whoever, your best friend, your best buddy, to come minister. Can you get over here? Wendy, can you, can you get here? And Pharaoh, ain't no motion. Now, what happens in your own mind? Come on. Come on. What's going on, Bex? What? What's going on in your own mind? where, come on, come on, where is he? Doesn't he care? What seems to be a delay in answers too often is communicated to our feelings as lack of care because our knowledge of God's glory and how he manifests it It's obviously limited. We know that. But we also know that there's something more important than our natural knowledge or our limited knowledge and our feelings, and that is the truth. Are you here today? I can just see the guys around the campfire. They hear Eddie, they hear this man telling Jesus, Joe's about to die. Joe's your good friend. Remember, Eddie? You remember, Lazarus? he's a real good friend. You're too tight. And then when they hear that announcement, their eyes immediately are riveted to whom? Dane, whom they're looking at? Jesus. Because what are they expecting to see? Okay, boys. What? Let's go. And he keeps eating his meal. Keeps Mm chit-chatting. Okay, they go to bed that night. All right, well, at least, okay, the next morning, what? We're going on. So the next morning gets there and what? Follow what? No motion. And for two days. He hangs around. They don't move, Ann. How many of you have experienced your loved ones approaching death and the feeling of anxiety and concern that builds in you Because of your concern that that person may not live. Have have you been there? Anybody's been there? Martha and Mary have sent their servant down there, their friend down there. So, Darlene, what are they? She's expecting. Well, it takes about a day or whatever to get here. He got there. there So he'll be here. He'll be here tomorrow night. He'll be here tomorrow night because we know Jesus. And you're the family. And by the time Jesus is supposed to get there, where is he? Daniel, where is he? He ain't there. And as the hours creep past, Lazarus dies. And they bury him. And they put him in a tomb and they roll the great rock in front of it. And what is in the mind of everyone there? Mary and Martha express it to Jesus. If you had been here, Mike... If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Fred, what is he really asking? Why in the world didn't you get here on time? Ah. But you see, what they did not know. Linda, what they did not know. Lisa, what they didn't know. Bridget. But what they did not know was when they did not see Jesus, what? come on, he was there. Come on. Patsy, was he there? Yes. Well, wait, how can he be there? He's a man over here on the hill. He was there. By the Father's eternal decree and the eternal purpose of God, God had already planned out the entire event to declare the glory of this man in whom the Spirit of God rested without measure. This man who is the walking, living, breathing Son of God in a man. So he gets into town. You see them coming on the hill. You, you see them over there coming. Do you see the crew. Jesus and his crew. Do you see him. Look at them with your mind's eye. Picture them. It's Jesus. Well Rosa. He's late. But at least at least he's here. You see what I mean? He, he's late, but at least he's here. He's here. But well, what they forgot, I'm sorry, what they didn't understand, that he was always there. He wasn't physically there. He was there within the intention of God. He was there in relation to a man who was walking with God In absolute obedience and perfection. He was there. In that sense. You do understand what we're saying. Jesus is coming. And they ran. To see him. Remember she ran to see him. Oh Jesus. Thank you for coming. But Pat. You're late. I didn't know if you got the email or not, but my brother died. Have you ever had or been disappointed in a leader when they didn't do something the way or the on time that you felt needed to be done? Anybody? Only one hand. <laughs> Only one of you have been disappointed with your leadership. Well, let me help you to be disappointed, right? Let's, you know, let, I'll help you. All of you should look at me and raise and say, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, this man here who speaks to you am filled with disappointments. Filled with them. If you've not been disappointed with me, you don't know me that well. If only you'd been here. But I know this, that I know that God will answer your prayers. Now, they have no thought at all. There's nothing in their understanding, theologically or experientially, in their knowledge of the word, of the Tanakh, of the Old Testament, that would anyway way suggest what Jesus is going to do. It's not there they haven't read the book and therefore they know what's going to happen but not only has jesus read the book he is the book and he knows it by revelation of the holy spirit because the spirit of god is resting upon him and has told him now as a man his knowledge is limited but in this case the holy spirit done told him what's going to happen pam And so he starts chit-chatting with Moth and Mary. He said, you know, your brother is dead, but he's not going to stay there. Do you see that in what he's saying here? You see? He's going to rise again, Janet. And then here is the context. What is Mary, isn't it, who responds? It doesn't matter. She says, yes, Lord, I know he will rise. What? What? On the last day. Her mind is on a time event. And so she says, I know he's going to rise on the last day. Say that to me. I'll, I'll show you what happened. He's going to rise on the last day. No, I am the resurrection and the life. He butts in. He cuts her off. He interrupts her. Because you see, her mind is in the wrong place. Her hope is in a day. Do you see that? Well, tomorrow such and such. Or if this event, such and such, and I know I have to live where everybody else does. And what is Jesus doing when she says, I know he's going to rise on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. In other words, what? You're right. Lazarus is going to rise again, but not because of a particular day. That's a time event for the revelation or the experiencing of something more important. This man, your brother, is going to rise again. Because I am the power of God. In raising his people from the dead, I am. Now think about it. You're listening to a man speak, and he says, I am the resurrection. What kind of a man says that? I am the resurrection. I know you're looking for the future here, here, there, and yonder. I know your hope is in in doctors. You were hoping doctors would do well with the operation, right? You're hoping that the drugs they give you for, what do you call it, rejection, anti rejection whatever. And you're still hoping that those drugs work, right? But we know Julio. We know that Julio certainly is very glad for what is happening medically in him this is God's gift to us through the medical community correct but Julio why are the drugs working because Jesus is the resurrection and the life why are you sitting here today because Jesus is the resurrection and the life Why do you have the hope of eternal life, Cody? Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. What is our hope in life? I am the resurrection and the life. What is our hope in death? I am the resurrection and the life. You see, I have a fight in my mind and in my emotions regularly. Gene can tell you. And the fight is this. I am constantly being bombarded in my natural man, in this body, by my experiences, by politics, by economic situations, by family relationships. You name it, and the list is very long. And each one of those is the opportunity of the enemy to present me the temptation to look away from him who is in himself because he is life, to look away from him who is the resurrection and to look elsewhere, correct? I have to battle that all the time. I have to battle it all the time. And thanks be to God, sometimes I have a sane spiritual moment and I realize, what am I doing? What am I looking to? What am I hoping for? Everything to me, I'll say it this way. Everything to me seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. You've heard that before? But the question is, is it really going to hell in a handbasket? Or is that what I'm just experiencing in a momentary way? In a life that is going to be one day caught up to be with the Lord forever. Amen. So Jesus says, hey. You're going through all kind of stuff. But you have to keep one, one, one central issue. Reality in your mind. I am the resurrection and the life. Is he that for us today? Is he becoming increasingly in my soul, in my thought patterns, in my desires, in my whatevers? Is he increasingly becoming the resurrection and the life? Only you can answer that with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will know to what extent. And guess what? We're all going to say, wow, look how much I keep missing it. But then the Lord says, I knew how much you would miss it before I saved you. And I have already forgiven you of every miss. And I am carefully Kindly, consistently ministering to you and bringing you through this valley of the shadow of death to arrive on the mountaintop with Him who has overcome sin, hell, and death itself. Amen? Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. So let's be sure that when we are bombarded, notice I didn't say if. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, remind me, remind me, tap me on the shoulder, yell in my ear, do whatever is needed to remind me. I am in Christ. He is in me. And I have eternal life. Because he who came into the most desperate and hopeless situation. As he talked to this man's brother and sister. He brought the glory of God. So what did he do? Did I not tell you that what if you believe if you are experiencing yes about Jesus that you would what see the glory of God so what happened he walked to the tomb watch him walk to the tomb walk to the tomb and sees the rock and he says to the people around him what Move the rock away. Does this remind you of what's going to happen in a few more days from that event? And Jesus walks up to the entrance of this cave. And he looks face to face into the blackness and hopelessness. Of death itself. Face-to-face, he's looking into the blackness of the most hopeless place a human being can be. And he sees that blackness. And in his mind's eye, he sees the light of the glory of God. And as he looks into the blackness... Father, thank you for always hearing me. But I say that, I know you always hear me, but I say it for those who are standing around here, that they may know that I am the resurrection of life, that they may know that you hear me. And then he sees into that blackness, and I think he gathers up, His breath, and I believe my opinion that even a few miles away they can hear this Lazarus come forth, and up from the grave he arose as a mighty victor over his foes. He arose. Come on, D, help me. The victor from the dark domain. And he lives forever with his saints to reign. Say it again. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives in me. He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives salvation to impart you ask me how I know he lives he lives within my heart we have him and he has us next week we'll return to the notes and do let me ask you this pray for the old preacher this morning for the sermon